I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear. Everyone's had this feeling, wanting to make a romantic connection with a complete stranger, but being too nervous to make a move. That's where this week's guest, Thomas Edwards, comes in. Thomas is a professional wingman, a real-life hitch. And he started his business after sleeping on the floor of Gary Vaynerchuk's hotel room. Nine years later, Thomas has helped hundreds of men and women build self-confidence, strike up conversations, and fall in love. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. Now let's listen to them speak about their jobs, which are quite unique. Weird work. Okay, so just to give people like a sense of what you do, I'm thinking I'll just I'll just make up a hypothetical scenario. Okay. So you and me are old friends. We we meet up in the city. We're in like let's say New York or something like that. Mm-hmm. We go to a bar. It's not total shithole, but it's not yeah. like the classiest place. Up my alley. <laughs> yeah, right up our alley. This is we're old friends. This is what we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're having a couple drinks, you know. And beautiful, confident, incredible woman walks in the bar. I absolutely want to talk to her. But I'm like a mess. Not like horribly drunk, but like I was just ha- planning on hanging out with you. Yeah. I'm looking a little disheveled. My breath, maybe, maybe I had a lot of onions or something for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you tell me to do in that moment? Honestly, in that in that moment, I say go for it, man. Like you, you, you will always miss every shot you don't take. Are you going to give me any kind of like, yo, walk up with this line? Are you going to give me anything like that? Advice on how to connect or any of those things? I typically would say something like, you know, I know this is really random, but, you know, I saw you from over there and I thought you were super cute. And <laughs> I had to come over here and introduce myself. I'm Thomas. Uh, and that would be that would be your intro if you had no uh, context whatsoever. That's that's my context. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, be, I'm just being overt about the whole thing. Like, why? Why not? You know, if, if you're transparent, and open and honest with your intentions, then she has a choice of what she wants to do. And listen, like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a coach. I've been doing this for nine years. You know, I've, I've helped over 150 people like get married. Like, I'm not saying that I will go in there and talk to any person and sweep them off their feet. Like, whoever, anyone who says that, they're lying. There's no uh, way that's possible. Yeah, it's not possible, man. Like, no one bats a thousand. It just, it just doesn't work in life, you know, in any, in any regard. But it gives her the option. And if she decides that she likes your presentation and she thinks you're cute, then you'd never have to worry about whether or not she's interested in you because she accepted that approach. Okay. 
So you got like a pretty solid footing on being a wingman. Now you got a lot of experience in it. You turned this thing into a business. Take me back. Like, how did this become an actual business versus just being a really good wingman? Oh my God. I mean, growing up, obviously I was not the ideal wingman. I was probably the the anti-wingman. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, well, you know, like, you know, I, I, I was always a hopeless romantic, but I never knew what that really meant. My sophomore year in college, I thought I met the one and I asked her parents for their blessing, which they gave to me reluctantly. And literally a week after I got their blessing, she you know, called me on the phone and said she cheated on me with some random dude. So like, I'm crushed. No idea like what to do with my life at that point. And I, you know, after crying in the shower for 30 minutes, like I decided like, you know what, I, I, I can't have this happen again. And it started a personal development journey of me trying to figure out like how to become a more confident, secure man. Um, and so after a while, I started to blog about my experience, you know, going out and, and trying to figure myself out. And at the time, I was a huge fan of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk when he was doing um, Wine Library TV. Yeah. And I decided to just promote Earl, Like early Gary V. Oh, early Gary V, dude. Early. When, he's, when he was just in the wide game. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, uh, you know, and I decided, you know what, let me just like really go in, you know, and people started to read my content. They loved it. What was like a, what was like an early strategy? What was like one of your big hits that like somebody tried and you were like, yes, I'm glad this works. The big thing that I did that a lot of people still execute to this day is a strategy I call 30 and 30 which was me going out to 30 bars for 30 consecutive nights. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. My strategy was simple. I'd go to the bar, grab a drink, and whoever I stood or sat next to or whoever stood or sat next to me, I would strike conversation. I just wanted to become comfortable meeting strangers. And, you know, the first 15 days were very lonely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> were they just like short conversations? Like, hey, what are you drinking? And they're like, short, scotch. Dude. Yeah, very <laughs> short, one word answers. And then after a while, like, you know, the conversations were a little bit longer and familiarity started to grow. And, uh, you know, by the end of 30 days, like I was a regular at most of these bars and people knew me and, and wanted to build relationships. And then they were introducing me to women who were, attractive who actually likes to be and i was like oh this is actually really interesting so that is actually what caught on okay so you get you get some you get some good hits 30 for 30 is a great system yeah and you're and you're idolizing gary v his young his, his brother um aj was at boston university and i was actually living in boston at the time so um found him online actually reached out to him we went and had lunch and he's like dude like why don't you go to south by southwest and i go What's the South by Southwest? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you, you would love it. Like you would totally find out what you want to do with your, you know, with your future going there. And I'm like, dude, I only have like, you know, 1500 bucks in my bank account. And he's like, dude, spend it. It'll be worth it. And I'm like, all right. So I do it. I had the good fortune of actually staying with, uh, you know, AJ and Gary at their hotel during South by Southwest. And it was, this is 2009, right? So this is the year he uh, announced and launched VaynerMedia. Um, and so like, we're talking like very, like back in the day, yeah. um, you know, and it was very inspiring to see like kind of how he went about his shit. You know what I mean? Like he was just very transparent, um, in your face, but in a way that was kind of endearing, you know, and I appreciated that. And so I was like, well, what, what's going to be my, 
my journey, you know, my life. This is how this is how the wingman was born. Okay. So I was playing pool at <laughs> Buffalo Billiards. I was playing with a buddy of mine and he saw a really attractive woman and he says, dude, she is so hot. I need you to go over there and you know talk me up and introduce me to her so I can go on a date with her. Like I I would rather you do it. I'll pay for all your drinks the entire weekend if you're actually able to get me a date with her. So for me, I, I mean, I had a no-lose situation. Uh, you know, so I go over and talk with her, find out like she's from Kentucky, so she's out of town, and um, I introduce them, and I step away, and he ends up getting her number. And then the next day, he texts me and says, like, dude, just got my lunch date with her. She's awesome. Let me know where you are tonight. Drinks are on me. Thanks for being my wingman. And then that's literally when the light bulb hit. And I remember running to the hotel, <laughs> and I sit down, I, you know, I have Gary sit down, AJ sit down, and I go, guys, I finally figured out what I want to do with my life. I want to be a professional wingman. And I'll tell you, dude, it was the <laughs> longest five seconds of silence I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> like, like, what was, like, what was the look on their face? Were they just, was it like deadpan, deadpan, not just, anything? Yeah, just blank, <laughs> you know? And, and, I, and then I started to see Gary kind of like nod, and he goes, you know what, Thomas? Like, if there's anyone who can pull off being a professional wingman, it's you. And that was that was all the blessing that I needed to just like go full force. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I bought the domain and literally like went back to Boston and just kind of did it as like a freelance situation. Yeah, so I was like I was like a by the hour thing. Um, and then by the time I realized, like after three months, I was like, wow, like I'm actually making more money doing this than my uh, normal job, which at the time was a hotel manager. So I quit that job. And then from that point forward, it was full time. Okay. And this is something that I've, I've just been like a little bit curious about. Yeah. Right now you got credentials galore, right? Like you've been doing this for years. You know, you've had relationships that have turned into marriages. Like people are excited about it. When you first started... You were just like a guy who was proclaiming, like, I'm a really great wig man. Like, yeah. was that hard? Were people skeptical in the beginning? Well, here's the thing. I, I, and personally for me, like, I didn't think about this, right? I have no business acumen. <laughs> I had no idea about, like, how to strategically, like, promote myself. I just decided I wanted to do this. So, you know, for me, it was a very tall hill to climb uh, as it pertained to, like, establishing credibility, especially for people who... Uh, you know, may have been twice my age looking for dating help. Like who's going to go to a 23 year old, you know? And so um, just like wine library TV, yeah. scary, I, I went full force, like doing daily videos, just offering advice um, and simple advice about how to become more confident, how to establish conversations or start conversations or establish connections and create rapport. And people started to watch them uh, and respond. And they said, dude, it actually sounds like, pretty simple and it makes a lot of sense and i just started to just earn people's respect because i just knew uh what i was talking about and just from like producing all this content that people were engaging with oh yeah dude and i was actually you know i was still living with my parents you yeah. know so i was like in my i was in my bedroom doing these videos you know like it, it wasn't like anything like crazy um but i was doing it every day and i was being consistent and that was one of the things that gary had taught me um, he was just like, just be consistent and just promote content, just, just put, put content out there. And I did, and just kind of shared my insight and it just worked. Um, and I just earned people's respect. And I then started to establish credibility on a mass scale because I actually did a video 
um, Amp Energy, which is a Pepsi company, put out an application that was called Know Before You Score. Um, and it sounds terrible, but yeah. it was basically, it, it was an app that basically um, created 16 avatars of, pers- of, of women's personalities. Uh, and they gave you kind of like a, a cheat sheet of like how you can actually connect with them. So I put out a video that was saying, listen, like I know this, this app is terrible, but here's where there could be some really good utility. And I remember getting a call from someone who was a reporter and asked me a few questions about the video. And I kind of just answered them. And I did not know, and I swear, I did not know. The next day, my mom is like beating down my door. And she's like, my neighbor called me. You're in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> oh, no way. So I literally went from like servicing three clients in Boston to all of a sudden like getting uh, you know, email requests from like Sierra Leone, <laughs> Singapore, Australia. I literally went like worldwide overnight. Just, and and this that's, is and yeah. you're still like 23. Oh yeah, this is and still, you're this living in your mom's house. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And from there, people you know just loved the story about how I became a professional wingman. They thought it was really cool. Everyone compared me to like the uh, the movie Hitch. Yeah. And uh, you know, it it really just didn't stop from there. It hasn't stopped from there. You know, but uh, I was very fortunate. But if it wasn't for me putting out content like that. I would have never had those opportunities. Never. So getting how you started like growing that initial kind of client base, like you are consulting with someone. Yeah. What is that? What does that look like? Are you, is this like over the phone? Are you in person? Are you like microphone, you know, in there, like a little earpiece <laughs> in and you're giving them like tips along the way and you're hanging out. Like, in a van. like black mirror. <laughs> You know, so when I first started out, like I really just wanted to be hands-on in person. Um, and so, you know, I, I have everyone apply for coaching and I interview them. I want to make sure they're, they're in it for the right reasons. You know, I'm not out there just, I'm not helping out people out there like get laid because that's just not, that's, that's not my thing. You're a romantic. Yeah. Not, yeah, a, not say, as much yeah. a pickup artist. Yeah. Yeah. I stay true to who I am, man. And, and, and there's people out there who want to find like long-term love and I want to help those people who like really want it. And I feel who are deserving of that. So I really focus on that. And once I know that you're in it for the right reasons, then I went out with you in a typical social situation, just saw how you normally behaved. That way it gave me a good baseline of what I had to work with. And then I would do like give you like the little pieces of advice to see how you internalize it and put it out there. And then let me, it got me, it gave me an idea of the learning curve. And then from there, I was able to really kind of understand how I should be instructing you. You know, if I, if I, Focus on three things that would really create disproportionate results. What would those three things be? And I basically constructed a curriculum of coaching around that. And a lot of those coach, a lot of the coaching was just us going out there and really doing experiential coaching. So just being out there, actively practicing this, getting feedback after every interaction, and then going back out there. And it was a lather, rinse, repeat process. Um, I still do that to this day. Yeah, um, but by special requests, and so clients will fly me out to their city, um, and I'll work with them in their city. But nowadays, I've been able to to basically create a, a virtual experience of that of the same thing, um, while providing support virtually and helping clients get the same results as if I was even as if I was right there next to them. Who yeah. who are kind of the typical clients for professional wingman services? The the cop out answer is that I work with everyone. You know, my youngest client was seventeen. Yeah, uh, my oldest client is uh, 67. So no one is immune to wanting to figure this out. I mean, I work with professional athletes. I work with politicians. I've worked with uh, you know actors, actresses, uh, and comedians. 
And like you would think that like they wouldn't have any issue, but you find out very soon that they're you know the, the issues are a lot deeper than than you think. You know, and you have to work through that. No one's really immune. We, we kind of all have our own stories of what we think we know, but we have no idea. And you know, for me, it's a privilege to be able to work with all those people and and be able to help them overcome the difficulties that they're going through. There's something so so satisfying about watching an underdog win. That's why I'm really excited to tell you about The Growth Show. They're made by the same people who make this show, and their newest season is all about turnarounds. Listen to how a once-famous brewery is trying to get back to its roots, or how a grocery store chain lost all of its employees and its customers in one day, plus a lot more. The first episode is out now, so make sure to look for The Growth Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your pods. All right, back to the show. So, like, one thing I'm wondering, though, is you're dealing in such a personal relationship, but you're also building a business. And so, like, how are people going to pay you for this stuff? Like, I wonder how you think about kind of the value that you're bringing and then turning that into, like, actual business and revenue. So, you know, when I first started out, I mean, I won't forget, like, I was was charging, like, 50 bucks an hour from Sunday to Wednesday. And then I did, like, 80 bucks an hour from Thursday to Saturday because I thought that was, like, peak time, you know? And so then I was like, well, people don't necessarily, they, they keep hiring me because they're going through a process. So the first part of that evolution was like, well, let me create a process that helps them get from point A to point B. Sometimes I would offer like one month packages, three month packages, six month mm. packages. Um, and I'd also like within those, those months, I'd have like, oh, you go out with me like twice a month or we hop on the phone twice a month. Whatever, you know. So were and, you like always iterating on these? Like it sounds like oh, you've like I still have so many versions of this. Dude, I'm still I still am. Like it, it, it never it never ends because what you really want to do is you want to optimize the experience to make sure they get the results as best as they can. You know, and so I I, I don't let up. I, I'm constantly iterating. Um, but the great thing about that is that as I iterate, it gets better, it gets more effective. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I like, I like thinking about, cause like sometimes you think about pricing as like a way to get more money out of people, right? Like, like, you know, somebody's like, I'm yeah. going to raise the price on X, Y, Z thing. But the way you're talking about it that I really like is you're so focused on like, oh, I want to give what's going to be the most valuable for what that person is looking for. Yeah. You know, so, so ironically, like I actually end up um, meeting Mark Cuban at South by Southwest and uh, we had like a fun conversation about, you know, the professional, you know, that was really hilarious. And, you know, I told him like what I did and he's like, so let me get this straight. Like you, you charge people, but like, they don't, they're not return customers. I'm like, well, the idea is to have them not need me anymore. You know? And he basically said, it's not an investable business, which he's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, like I'm not a business you should invest in. But at the end of the day, I don't care <laughs> you know what I mean? because because for me, I'm so focused on results. That's what is most important to me. But at the time when I was talking to Mark, uh, I was all I didn't have the scalability that I that I have now. Now the scalability is there. I can actually work with clients from all, all over the world without me having to be present. Um, you know. But that being said, like 
the idea is for people to not need me anymore. You know, think about it this way. I help one person, I ended up I end up helping two people because when they meet their significant other, that other person doesn't need help either. Right? Yeah. So so I so so I'm in a place where I'm actually losing I'm losing prospects at a at a at a fifty percent clip. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the more successful that I am, the less clients that I could actually, I actually could have, you know? And so it's, it's, it's definitely not an investable business, but that's never, that was never the idea for me. I just love, uh, I love that like Mark Cuban comes, you're talking to Mark Cuban and he's like, that's not an investable business. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah I mean, we, we laughed, we laughed about it. Like, you know what I mean? But like, but at the same time, he, he also was like really impressed by the fact that I was able to take this and make it into a business. So when we, everybody thinks of a wingman, they think of it as like a wingman as helping another male friend out. Yeah. But you've kind of expanded your business to helping women as well. What led to changing the business in a little way so that you were helping uh, women as well? I'll tell you exactly what happened because my entire uh, intention was to, to only help guys cause, because in my mind, I thought only guys needed help. And so I was invited to uh, what was called a man panel where there were a panel of five guys and it was in front of a crowd of all women where women was able to pick our brains and ask us from a male perspective, like for advice. And at the end, like I was ready to go home, but there was like a line of women like looking to pick my brain. And one of them said, Hey, like, do you work with women? And at the time being very young in the game, I'm not going to refuse any business. Yeah. So, 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 so I, so of I course. Said, so I go, yeah, yeah, I work with women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I totally do. Uh, not knowing anything about working with women. And literally, like, like, at that point, I was like, okay, cool. I work with women now. Um, but, but the great thing about it is now that I have been for so long, it's been an exceptional experience because, you know, the, the dating experience of women is so different than guys. And I almost feel like a double agent in a way because I can share the perspective of the opposite or same sex, but just the opposite uh, of who you're looking for. Yeah. And share perspective to help you understand more of why we do what we do. So one thing I'm curious about, you have people all over the world who are coming to you, right? Like yeah. you're scaling this business up and it's become global. Is yeah. it hard to like bring what works in the United States to France or Japan or, you know, like Sierra Leone or something like that? Well, the the, the scaling process really isn't as hard as I originally thought, but it's more about just understanding different cultures. Um, Even if I don't even understand their culture, I'll find a way. Um, Because at at the end of the day, body language is universal. um, And love is a language that everyone understands. So if I'm able to really help people navigate those two things, then, then they have a shot. You're now not the only person within your company doing this. Yes. You have other people who work with you. You have such a distinct like ability to do this. How do you ensure and pass that on to the people who you know are also now professional wingmen underneath you? Well, I, I used to be very controlling of that, right? I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't create a militia of me out there. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's just not possible. I'm a very uh, intense, but also hands. I'm also hands on. When you started out, were you like, you got to do it this way? You got to have more energy, you know, like, or yeah. were you open early on to the idea that you got to let people operate in their own way? 
I, I was, I was, I was so strict, dude. Like, <laughs> so when I start, when I was training people, most of them actually quit during the training. Really? Because, yeah, because they couldn't handle it. They said it was too intense. What? And at one guy, well, it is intense at the end of the day. But I mean, have, like you're such, like you're such a nice, personable guy, professional. It sounds like yeah. this training, you were like, all right, up at five a.m. and we're like working. Yeah. Well, one one guy compared it to like rushing for a fraternity. <laughs> like it was it was like that intense so to give you an example like one of the things i used to do uh when i was training someone was i actually would say listen you know i'm actually gonna you know uh, give you a client to work with to see how you would work and i would be that client so i would actually decide like what kind of person i wanted to show up as and oh. be that person and they would have no idea so then they would see me show up and i'd be either like i'd be like wearing a tuxedo at a dive bar or i'd be like I like not shower for two days and I would show up like tattered and like at like a, a posh hotel bar or I like purposely like be really shy. Like I would, I really like, Oh, I would own these things and say, dude, like I need you to help me. Like help me. Like I want to meet that person. Uh, nowadays I'm like, I don't really care. Like if you're able to navigate a social environment, that means I know you have a chance, but I care more about your, the coaching and how you treat clients through that process which is more important but back in the day dude i was i was totally intense i love the not showering for two days idea oh, yeah, of just like yeah. of like that that is some that is a hundred percent some next level shit on I like very seriously too seriously so you would be like the worst client oh yeah because because if, if you can handle the worst person then i know that you'll be able to handle the best person and the clients we work with are always the best people to work with. Not to sound cocky at all, but like it, it, they're, just, they're just so much more involved than I think people think. Because my job looks so sexy, but uh, and, and, and you know, I mean, and, you do fun. make I, it look good. You make well, it look I, good. I, I love I love what I do, um, and when you love what you do, everything's easy. It's a uh, it's a privilege to be able to do what I do, man. And I don't know how long I'll be able to do this. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be a 50 year old wingman, uh, you know, <laughs> at a certain point, but like. You know, while I still am able to do this, like I'm, I'm not gonna take it for granted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really give it my all to every person that I, we bring on. So one thing I'm wondering about is like the world has changed a lot for dating with dating. Oh yeah, apps. there are a million dating apps and ways for people to connect. How has that changed your job? It hasn't. It actually has uh, brought my job to light even more. Really? Yeah. I mean, back in, let's say, you know, 19, I mean, I was born in 85, right? So let's say early 80s. Okay. You know, if you met someone who you thought was really cute and, you know, we're, we're teenagers at this point, right? She, you know, she lived down the street. Like you're, you don't have a phone, right? You have to, you have to actually call like their house and you, you have to talk to her dad and you're like, Hey, is, uh, is Sally home? And you know what I mean? And like you talk to Sally, you go, Hey Sally, like, Let's grab some milkshakes at the at the diner down the street, you know. And you set up a time and a place. Things are were so much simpler back then, but today there there's unlimited options. Uh, we're distracted all the time, and so it doesn't allow us to be in a position where we can actually fully connect with with people. Um, and that's why people's skills tend to atrophy over time. What is an end result that you're like particularly proud of? Plenty of them stand out, dude, to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I remember almost virtually all of that, man. I mean, one that stands out at, at a guy who's a, you know, he was a 40, he was the 40 year old virgin. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, I worked with him for a very long time. I ended up helping him, you know, meet his now girlfriend. And he calls me and says, he literally says to me these words. He goes, I think I had sex. And I go, and I go, what do you mean you think? And, you know, I, I literally was in the middle of the lobby. I screamed in elation. <laughs> And everyone look, was looking at me like, dude, like, why are you being crazy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like, and to, and to, to experience that with them. And, and I know, like, sometimes you identify yourself with this. And yeah. for him, it was a big deal. So for him to overcome it was a, a, a huge deal. And to be, to be there with him, like, I was the first dude that he called to, to celebrate this. Like, it, it's, it's, it's so meaningful to me to experience that. So just where could people find you if they want to set up some wingman coaching time? Well, first and foremost, you can go to theprofessionalwingman.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Thomas H. Edwards. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at your wingman, uh, letter U, letter R, wingman. Um, guys out there, if you guys want to uh, be a part of a great group of dudes, uh, you can join my Facebook group. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash dating mastery. But I am everywhere. I'm easy to find. Um, just search professional wingman and go down the rabbit hole. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for being on this show. This was like an absolutely fantastic, fun time for me. I had a Dude, blast. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. It was great talking with Thomas. And any man who could take advice from Shark Tank's Mark Cuban and say, nah, not really worried about it, and then turn that company into a global business for over nine years? Well, I'd say Thomas has got all the business acumen he needs. But hey, honestly, who am I? Look, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, get on it. And while you're at it, tell your friend about the show. You can learn more about our guests and connect with other listeners over on our Facebook and Twitter at Weird Work. As always, I'm your host, Sam Balter, and stay weird, you intellectual astro zombies. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.